It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Monday, February 12th, 2024. Let's start out with a look at our marine weather forecast. We had a frontal system slide across our coastal waters yesterday, causing an increase in winds and seas, but relatively Benign conditions are expected through early this week, with the next round of small craft advisory level conditions kicking in by Thursday or Friday. We have a small craft advisory in effect through this morning. Today we can expect west winds 10 to 15 knots with gusts to 20, easing to 5 to 10 knots with gusts to 15 in the afternoon. Wind waves from the west 2 feet high at 4 seconds apart. Northwest swells 10 feet high at 12 seconds apart. Well, today we're going to talk about tugboats, but first, I wanted to issue a correction to something I said last week when I was talking about the departure of the U.S. Coast Guard cutter Steadfast from Astoria. She's been decommissioned and is now gone for good from here on her way to Baltimore to enter a program where she can be sold to another country for their use. But I was mentioning in that show other local U.S. Coast Guard assets and equipment that are staying here and that we will still see here. And one of them is our local regional buoy tender that is docked at Tongue Point. She goes around and repairs and maintains navigational aids like buoys and other things, so her work is very vital, one of the important parts of the services that the Coast Guard provides to us as the public. Now, I referred to her, the buoy tender, as the U.S. Coast Guard cutter fur, which used to be here, but actually we have a different tender here now called the Elm, and I should have remembered that. So I want to correct that. Somebody brought it to my attention, and thank you very much for that. So our current buoy tender here is the U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Elm, and there's a naming convention for them that involves trees. (laughs) So the other one was the fir, this is the Elm. So apologies to the Elm's crew and any other Coasties if you were listening. So the Elm is our hometown buoy tender now. And you'll see her on the river. She has a black hull and that typical uh, characteristic red stripe on the bow that shows that she is a Coast Guard vessel. Well, today I'd like to answer a listener question about tugboats. Someone asked me recently if I would talk about the different kinds of tugboats on the river since they saw some tugs go by and they don't all look the same. So I started writing about this uh, you know, putting together the information that I was going to share with you on the show about tugboats. And I found out that I had so much to share with you that it was really more than I could fit in one show. And I didn't want to leave anything out because some of the stuff is really interesting. So we're going to talk about tugboats today and then again tomorrow. So today is part one of what I'll call a bit about tugboats on the ship report. This is a really fun topic for me. I love tugboats, and they are impressive workboats and absolutely vital in the maritime industry. There are tugboats all over the world, in harbors and on the ocean, doing important work. Ships need tugs, and in many cases could not do their work of hauling cargo without the assistance of tugboats. So there are a bunch of different types of tugboats, and we see a lot of them going by on the river near Astoria, and they're usually towing or pushing barges. Some are even attached to barges. They are often hauling cargo, and some stay exclusively in the river, and others travel in the ocean. Some are assisting ships in their work. Now, tugboats are broadly divided into three types— Seagoing tugs, also called deep-sea tugs or ocean-going tugboats. There are harbor tugboats— generally smaller compared to seagoing tugboats, and there are river tugboats, some of which can be referred to as towboats or pushboats. The different types of tugs, their names can be a little confusing and counterintuitive in one case, so let's take a look at that. 
So you'll generally see two types of tugs on the river here moving cargo from one place to another. The ones that are pulling a barge on the river on a long cable behind them are tugs. The ones that are pushing that barge from behind are oddly called towboats. They're also called pushers, pusher boats, pusher tugs, or towboats. So a towboat is a boat designed for pushing barges. And from what I read about them, this terminology of calling a tug that pushes a towboat is kind of a U.S. thing. So the towboat, which pushes the barge from behind, is often used when you need to move a barge in tight quarters or shallow water, and you need maneuverability, since a boat pushing a barge has a bit more control over it than one that is pulling it behind them. So contrary to its name, a towboat does not tow things behind it, it pushes them. So that's the non-intuitive part of their naming convention. You can tell you are seeing a towboat because it will typically have a squared-off bow instead of a pointy one and tend to have a flat-bottomed hull so it can work in shallow water. A key feature of push tugs are what's called push knees, and you can easily see them if you look closely. They are upright padded beams that snug up against the flat stern of the barge, so you'll see them on the, the bow end of a towboat. So you can see these push knees quite clearly on passing tugs that are configured this way. Let's take a look at a typical tugboat and barge, maybe a more um, stereotypical one in the eyes of landlubbers like us that we see on the river in which the tug is towing the barge behind it on a long cable. I think most people have seen that. That cable is attached to a big, heavy winch assembly on the tug that can spool the cable out to lengthen the distance between the tug and its barge or wind it in and shorten it up. So a tug at sea will lengthen its cable to make the barge easier to handle in sea conditions. The cable acts like a spring and forms what's called a catenary curve underwater between the tug and the barge. At sea, the barge can be way behind the tug, like 600 feet or more behind it. That's two football fields in length. Now this characteristic of tugs and barges at sea becomes a critical safety issue for other vessels that are traveling near a tug that is towing a barge in open water, like the ocean. If you're in a boat and you see a tug anywhere, you want to look carefully behind it, sometimes way behind it if you're at sea, to see where that barge is if there is one. This is vital because people in boats who are not paying attention to this, and it's more common than you might think, they make the mistake of passing behind the tug but in front of the barge because they can't see the cable and they can get a deadly surprise. The force of a cable in that situation can cut a boat in two. And so this is something you never, ever want to do in a boat. In the river, a tug will slowly shorten the cable by using the winch to tighten it up. They shorten the cable up to a reasonable distance between the tug and the barge in the confines of the river. By the time the tug reaches the dock, they are quite close together. This is part of the expert boat handling that tugboat captains do. All of this happens on a vessel that, like all vessels, has no brakes, and the captains work with current, wind, tides, and other local conditions to get their vessels safely where they need to go. Well, we've talked a bit about tugboats today on the show, but there's more, so tune in tomorrow for part two of A Bit About Tugboats on the Ship Report. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rydat. You'll find ship schedules and a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Ship Report podcasts also on Apple and Spotify. You'll find marine weather, 
and links to ship schedules and more on my Ship Report Facebook page. Thanks for listening and have a great day.